the thread of everything that I've done in my life has really been about how can I empower young people to be impactful leaders in the way that I was given that empowerment and that opportunity. Orbiting 250 miles above, the space station provides us with the ultimate view of planet Earth. From this perspective, we ask our guests to engage with six questions that orbit around wonder and stories of hopefulness. For the next few minutes, this is our wonder space. Welcome to the 131st episode of the Wonder Space podcast. My name is Steve Cole, and over the past three years, I have asked the same six questions to amazing people from around the world. Questions that orbit around wonder and stories of hopefulness. We started during the COVID lockdown to enlarge people's vision and perspective and remind everyone that alongside crisis and emergency, are always mind-blowing wonders of the natural world and hopeful stories that have the potential to fuel us and energize us, even in the most challenging of times. Before I introduce our guest this week, here is a one-minute wonder from our friends at Ask Nature, who are part of the Biomimicry Institute. There is a small mammal in East Africa with a striped pattern that lets you know something special is going on. Its common name is the African Crested Rat, but that hardly does justice to its striking abilities. After gnawing on the roots of poison arrow trees, these little rodent relatives spread their now highly toxic saliva into their fur. Specialized hairs possess a unique structure consisting of cylindrical shafts with numerous irregular holes. Inside these shafts lie many fibrils that extend the entire length of the hair, creating a network that enhances the capillary forces responsible for drawing the liquid through the structure. By studying this structure and the function of these hairs, humans can gain valuable insights into how to design more efficient and effective systems for the absorption, wicking, and distribution of liquids in various industries. This week on Wonderspace, we ask our six questions to Joey Gamper Cuthbert. Joey is currently Head of Engagement for Impact Dance, who are an art for social change organisation, empowering young people through dance training, mentoring, and national and international performances. Joey is also the Chair of the Board at Sport Cheer England, which is the national governing body for cheerleading in England one of the fastest growing sports in the UK, with nearly 90,000 participants. With this expansive overview of Earth, if we could do a fly past over any part of the world that is significant to you, which place, city or country would it be and why? 
So it would definitely be uh, Los Angeles in California. I lived there in my early 20s and moving out there, I guess I felt like anybody else who sort of moved to Hollywood, you know, lots of hopes and dreams and it being a place of possibility. And I trained as a dancer and I worked in TV and grew up in the 80s obsessed with Hollywood. So um, that was always sort of my dream. And, you know, I'd often fly in um, from the UK at night and see all the grids lit up and, yeah, just... Um, the reality of it was a little bit different. Um, and I'm really pleased that I got to see that so that it wasn't, you know, the epitome of everything I wanted to work to. As I got older, I saw that there's there's more to, more to it than just all the glamour. But um, it was a, an incredible place and an incredible time that I kind of look back on. And um, very it was very formative for me. Um, yeah. That's so good. And... Yeah, my experience of being in LA is, um, again, just so many people who are serving you food and coffee, you know, are those people who are aspiring to be an actor or director. And so it's just the most amazing concentration of people. There's like, it's like nowhere else on planet Earth, Los Angeles. Yeah, it, it was ex it was an extraordinary place, and I had a I was doing a an internship when I first started there at the Museum of Con um, Contemporary Art downtown. So I was seeing one side of it, and um, at the time I had a boyfriend who worked in the film industry, and so I got to see that side of it as well. And um, yeah, it was extraordinary. But I think I think I've got I'm mentoring somebody at the moment who is considering moving out there, and I'm so excited for her and remembering. You know, just being a young person, being being out there, it's a really big thing to go out there on your own and do. And um, but yeah, really exciting place. Yeah, amazing. So, Joey, give us a glimpse into your life story so far, with an emphasis on what you're doing currently. Yeah. So, um, I I mentioned that I I trained as a dancer. I I, I grew up in um, Southwest London. Um, I went to a really progressive feminist state school which I think is really worth mentioning because I think that's informed a lot of a, a lot of um, what I've done with my life is that um, being empowered from such a young age as a woman to to be in leadership positions and they did things like speech competitions and I was always getting involved in public speaking and, and all of those kind of things and I went and trained um, as a dancer and worked in um, I've worked in loads of different kind of areas of the arts really theatre dance television um, and um, and sport as well I got involved in um, competitive cheerleading um, and um, the through thread of everything that I've done in my life has really been about how can I empower young people to be impactful leaders in the way that I was given that empowerment and that opportunity. So now I have two roles. Um, one is that I'm the head of engagement for a hip hop dance theatre company based in central London that works with predominantly um, young um, girls and women. Um, the, the academy that runs as part of the company is 85% female um, and similar demographic of Black, Caribbean and African diaspora um, so championing those young people in my role as head of engagement. And then I'm also the chair of the board at Sport Cheer England, which is the national governing body for the sport of cheerle competitive cheerleading in England. Um, and that role is is quite broad. It encompasses lots of things. But my real passion is to develop the strand of kind of safeguarding in sport and safeguarding young people so they can participate in that kind of incredible team sport in a safe, safe environment. So that's what I do now. 
amazing. I, I didn't have any sense as to the scale of cheerleading and just reading about um, today there are over 90,000 athletes participating at recreational, competitive and elite level. It's an amazing scale that, isn't it? 90,000 athletes. So the sport's been going in the UK for about 30 years, which I think always blows people's minds because they think of it as being an American sport, which is, you know, the origin of the sport. But it has been going here for 30 years, but with absolutely no regulation um, or governance to it. And the sport in England, we got involved in the, in the World Championships and it's now a... Um, an Olympic recognised sport and the international governing body wanted every country that's involved in that sport to have a, a national federation which is the point at which I got involved and whereas some people see governance and policy as perhaps a bit dry actually is really exciting and important that we start to essentially retrofit governance and policy onto an e a private ecosystem that's been going in this country for 30 years to help um, embed good safe practice for coaches, support for them, um, support for our competition providers and, and give a voice to our athletes. And um, I, as, as I started to become involved, I became more aware of the lack of particularly safeguarding education for coaches, awareness for athletes, nowhere for them to go if they had a concern to raise. And so I have become more and more involved in that aspect. And I wrote a, a course that's now certified um, through a cons small consultancy that I run, which delivers safeguarding training that's bespoke to um, cheerleading and, and dance and performance sports where there's kind of lots of hands-on physical contact for for coaches um, to help them to feel empowered to create safe spaces for young people. Amazing. So, Joey, where is your place of reset or recharge? You have so many things that are going on. Where is your place of reset or recharge? So my place of reset and recharge is Barcelona in Spain it's somewhere that I have family and close friends and it's a place where I feel closest to my dad who passed away a few years ago um, his family are from Switzerland and they moved to Barcelona over 100 years ago and so my family history is kind of wrapped up in in that city um, his great uncle Juan Gamper founded Barcelona Football Club so I have a real affiliation to the, the club there and we always go and watch football when we're there but um, and I love the architecture and the fact there's street art everywhere and we usually go in August, which is when there's a, a game played at, at, um, at the new camp in honour of my great-great-uncle. Um, and it's the same time that there is a massive arts festival in Grazia, which is an area of Barcelona, um, which is just beautiful. So we always go for the football and the arts festival. And um, it's just so lovely to be with, with friends and family and sunshine and good food and, yeah, community. Amazing. And is it right that there is actually a tournament called the Gamper Cup, which is your yeah, maiden so name, it, isn't it? it it's, it's not a tournament. It's a one-off game called the Gamper <laughs> Trophy, which is played every year in honour of my great-granduncle. And um, it's, Barcelona invites another team to, um, to come and play them for the Gamper Trophy. And two years ago, um, they started um, to, to do a second game for the women's. The women's um, football team had not never had the Gamper Trophy. It had only been one game. So there's now two games played as part of the Gamper Trophy, which is, yeah, really special um, thing to be part of and 
one of my relatives will always be the um the person that goes down and, and awards the trophy at the end of the match so that's always really yeah really such an honor to be involved in that's great and Jerry, what wonder of the natural world excites you the most? So I mentioned that my dad um, was from Switzerland and um, I think mountains, mountains anywhere, I've always been so awestruck by. Um, but growing up, my dad, um, we spent all of our holidays being dragged up mountains as children. And at the time, I thought it was terribly unfair. I was like, why can't I go to Butlins like all my mates? This is so boring. Um, and now reflecting on it as an adult, just what a privilege that was um, to be able to to be amongst mountains. And I think it's two things about mountains. It's looking up at that mountain before you scale it and, you know, the, the size of it and, and then being on that journey up there. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, looking down and surveying the scene. And I think about that in terms of leadership as well those two things being really important that kind of looking up at what needs to be scaled but also that ability to kind of look out and zoom out and see perspective is really um is really important um but yeah mountains just any mountains are such a wonder and an awe so joey what is your story of hopefulness about a person business or non-profit who are doing amazing things for the world a story of hopefulness that's nothing to do with yourself so mm. who would you love to give a shout out to today so every day that i am at work in london um for impact dance i get my coffee in the mornings from an incredible cafe called fair shot um, they are a social enterprise cafe um, that supports um, and transforms the lives of young adults with learning disabilities and autism through um training them um, to be baristas and to work in, in coffee shops. 95% um, of adults in the UK with learning disabilities are unemployed and they, um, through their hospitality programme, they take on a cohort of interns for a year. They train them up um, to work all the different aspects of the, of the cafe and then they support them in getting work in other cafes but the thing that is just so incredible about fair shot is once that um young adult is working with another um company fair shot also provides that company with um a grant to be able to support all their access needs and training for another year so that those other cafes that are not set up necessarily for it learn more about access inclusion and um, support for for people with disabilities and yeah they're just an incredible organization and I love being there it's such a such a joy to get my coffee there every morning everyone's so cheerful and um, positive and it, they're in a yeah fantastic organization so what's your go-to coffee Joey so my go-to coffee is uh, a vanilla oat latte and it actually stems from my time when I was in Los Angeles. I never drank coffee before I moved to LA and then because it, I was obsessed with 80s movies and I thought that what you had to do was to walk to work holding your coffee and there was a roastery on the corner of my apartment block where I lived so I would buy myself vanilla coffee from there and now vanilla coffee is the taste of LA so when I have my coffee when I'm going in it's like a, a moment of, a moment of sunshine and also just always this reminder to me that you know you can you can do scary big things on your own you know if I ever if I'm ever feeling nervous I always have a vanilla coffee because I think Joey 
you went to LA on your own when you were 20 years old and did all this stuff. You can do whatever it is that you're about to <laughs> about to do. So yeah, it's very powerful, isn't it? Sense the senses, you know, taste and smell, those reminders of of things to you. Yeah, totally get that. That's amazing. So finally, just before we re-enter the Earth's atmosphere from this overview on the space station what question or insight would you like to leave with us lots of the incredible opportunities that i've had in my life have um always come about through networking and connections and i think people are always really scared of this word networking but actually what it's really about and how i've had amazing opportunities or brought people together has just been an openness to being interested and curious about other people and to listen to them and to hear their stories and for that either to bring about opportunities or just the incredible richness of diversity and different ways of seeing that then open your mind up to thinking creatively about different ideas. So I think not being afraid to talk to people, to connect with people and to be open and to listen, just the power of that and what it can open up. I love that you went there, Joey, because we've spoken in the past about the the spin-offs of you speaking at big events at West Ham Stadium and things like that. And it is so about being present. And I know you've always felt a bit on the edge, but the fact that you are present and then connecting with people and the spin-offs from that have been quite extraordinary for you, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. You mentioned a, a conference at West Ham and that was when I first started in my role at Sportsure England. And I thought, oh goodness, I don't, I feel completely outside of the sports world. I don't feel like I fit in here. And I think actually because I felt like I didn't fit in and I was prepared to be vulnerable and just reach out to people and say, this is what we're doing. Can you help us? People want to help. People are excited to help. They're interested and, you know, as even conversations with people that, you know, I didn't know how they might be able to help, but I was interested to find out about them. You you find connections and, and things that, you know, later down the line might be helpful or ways that you might help them. I didn't think I would be helpful to anyone. I went in thinking there might be people helpful to me, but but actually it's worked the other way as well. And I've actually gone on and, and worked with and delivered training with some of the people that you know, I I met at that um, at that event. So yeah, always being open to not just how what you can get from somebody, but how you can serve them as well, even if at the time you don't know how that might be. There we go. So if people want to find out more about Cheer England or, or Impact Dance, uh, where do they go? Yeah. So if you would like to find out more about Sport Cheer England, you can go to our website, which is www.sportcheerengland.org. Or if you'd like to find out about Impact Dance, um, you can go to www.impactdance.co.uk. Joey, you are such an inspiration and I just know firsthand uh, the countless people that have been influenced and inspired by you and everything of what you do. So thanks for joining us on Wonder Space. We so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I want to thank Joey for joining us on Wonder Space this week. 
and for engaging with our six questions. I finish with a question to you. What is your story of hopefulness that's not your own? About a person, business or non-profit who are doing amazing things for the world. A story that makes a name for someone else. Thanks for listening.